1: Na, na 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 na, it's my birthday too. Yeah, that's birthday, a song by the Beatles, and today actually is my birthday. So happy birthday to me! Happy birthday to me! And welcome to my birthday party. And birthday party for one, please. That sounds good. I'll have that. That's Jim Carrey's Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber, one of my very favorite movies of all time, and. In fact, I quote it constantly, which is kind of a bad sign because maybe I have too much in common with those characters, which is scary. But that line is from when Lloyd and Harry go to order at a diner and he asks what the soup du jour is. And the server answers, that's the soup of the day. And he says, mm, that sounds good. I'll have that." So a birthday party for one sounds good. I'll have that. So, Movie quotes are a gift. That's for sure. Today is a snowy day in Nebraska on my birthday. That means my daughter, unfortunately for her, but fortunately for us, like a great birthday gift for me. She's in college. She was planning on driving back today, and she's stuck with us for another day. And then my two teenagers are just hanging out and doing what you guys do on a snow day on screens or sleeping in really, really late. Sometimes I'm like, how can you sleep that much? But, you know, seem to survive it. They should be celebrating my birthday with me. Why am I having this party one? How rude. So I want you to check out those beautiful flowers that my husband gave me. Those are in the the back here. They're so gorgeous. He sent those to me. And I'm sure you're thinking, how old is she? I mean, you probably can't imagine that I'm, you know, day over 16 or 29 or whatever we say. But I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. And... This is when we're going to find out like how good your math teachers are. Uh, But it's been 36 years since I turned 16 years old. Okay. And in fact, I was thinking about that when I turned 16, my mom, she wasn't as big into birthdays just because she was a single parent. I mean, we just, we didn't have any money. She was always constantly stressed out. And so. She'd always be like, as soon as you can, you're getting a job. And my older sister was working at McDonald's. So on my 16th birthday, literally, that's what I got. She got me a job at McDonald's. She came home, she goes, I got you a job at McDonald's. Here's the application. Fill it out. Like, oh thanks. And so I think, you know, I have a lot of amazing fun stories. And of course it was a good first job. And I made three dollars and thirty cents an hour. And I was excited after um, I think six months on the job, I got a nickel raise an hour, so I made 335 at the most. So anyway, it just is definitely worth having a job in customer service because the customer's always right, even when they're throwing fries at your face through the drive through window. So keep that in mind. Today on the podcast, it's my birthday podcast in case I haven't gotten that message to you. I'm talking about gifts, parties, and celebrations. And if you think about it, we should be celebrating all the time. I mean, how awesome we are every morning. Oh, yeah. You slayed that night of sleep. Or, you know, really thinking about, like, everything is we're celebrating and everything is really a gift. So why don't we do more of that? Or why don't we even think of doing that? And why are some people, this is a judging alert, we talked about this in former podcasts. So why are some people so unfun? And why is our society so unfun sometimes? Then I was thinking, is unfun really a word? And it should be. And then I was like so proud of myself because I thought unfun is a palindrome, which means it's the same forwards and backwards, which I'm sure you know that. But then I'm like, it isn't. So then I didn't feel so smart because unfun backwards is really nook new which is kind of a great word to describe something that's more than just unfun. Newfnu is actually the opposite of fun. So if you're in a situation that you think this is like the opposite of fun, just think of that gift I just gave you that word. Newfnu, that can be a fun word. And when you can laugh something off, that's a gift. So what are the favorite gifts you've received in your life? Right now, tell me the top one, just kidding. I was thinking I couldn't answer that question. Of course, I think of things like, you know, my kids and my husband and all my life and all these blessings, of course. But thinking about the very favorite gifts, I don't know, maybe a doll. When I was younger, I loved, I loved dolls when I was old. It's probably why I'm a pediatrician. Um, what are your least favorite gifts? And, you know, it doesn't matter. They're all gifts. So somebody was thinking about you when they, you know, good intentions, even if it was your least favorite gift. And I'm going to tell you a story about myself, surprise, Um, to highlight how not to receive a gift you don't like. Okay. So when I was in kindergarten and I got a Nerf ball from a kid in our class, um, we had a, you know, drawing for different names and, and a gift exchange. And let me tell you a little, as I go on with this, I'm going to give you a warning. I had no filter. It's barely in place now between my brain and my mouth. Okay. But at age five, it was just like on fire. Okay. So fair warning. So we had this, um, gift exchange in kindergarten. So I was five and I was excited to give this kid named Tim, a set of some cool cars. Like I had really thought that I think we may have even had a list of things that we wanted and what I got clearly was not on list. So for Tim, I was so excited. I got him some cars like Hot Wheels or something cool like that, Matchbox. I don't know. Super cool. Of course, exactly what Tim wanted. And so excited. Nailed it. And I received a nerve call from a kid named Corky. And now he was such a nice kid. Of course, I, I really didn't even know him. And I just couldn't get over the fact that he would. Think I would like a Nerf ball. I just, I, I, I couldn't get past it. I was stuck. So I just, I, I was possessed, literally. And I had like tractor beamed it over to Corky. I mean, I just like zoned in on, and to tell him that, you know, he needed to know. He gave me the worst present I had ever got. Nice kid, huh? I just felt like. If I didn't do that, that I'd be doing a disservice to any future present receivers of Corky, if I didn't tell him the truth. Okay. I was saving future gift recipients of his. And by the way, I just want to tell you, I still feel guilty about this. And if I end up like Scrooge in Christmas Carol and the ghost of Christmas past takes me back, I'll probably end up in this moment in kindergarten. Well, you can probably think of the moral and the ending to this story. You know, Um, I go home and love it. But here's exactly how it ended up being my favorite gift. And I still remember how fun it was to play with. I mean, I really loved it. I think I thought of every possible use for it and in the water. And I just and then I remember I just remember unwrapping it and and thinking of it so differently. But anyway. I went home, I told my mom, and though she was so used to my smart mouth saying whatever spilled out of it, um, she was encouraging me to be a nicer human when my sister started to play with the Nerf ball, from what I recollect, and of course, she loved it because it is an awesome gift, and any kid loved a Nerf ball, still do, so then I was like, hey, give me back my Nerf ball. And she said, but you hate it. That's what you said. And I said, no, I specifically told him that it was the worst present I ever got. But that doesn't mean I hate it. So, you know, I should have been a lawyer probably. But I ended up playing with it, loving it. And I'm looking back and I don't remember all these details. I mean, I'm not going to go to court over this, okay? And I don't remember if I shared it with my sister. I sure hope I did. Or if I ever told him that I loved it and that I was sorry for being such a five year old jerk. But I sincerely hope so. And I hope this podcast will help out in case he's bearing any um, possibilities of revenge against me, which would be well justified. So, what are the favorite gifts you've given? And even if someone doesn't receive them well, they don't like them and you find out they're still amazing gifts because you were likely thinking of that person with really amazing intentions when you got them the gift. Now, sometimes if you're like my kids and they buy gifts for each other at Christmas, they're just, this isn't always the case, but they're just kind of getting something, putting their name on it. Sometimes that happens too. But most of the time, if somebody gets a gift and even if they don't like it, you, they're still amazing gifts. And guess what? Again, they're all gifts. Then I got to thinking, and I think about this a lot, is what about your own personal gifts that you have as an individual? And you have so many amazing gifts that are so unique to you. And if you're a team listening, I mean, and any of us at all ages, even at my age, I mean, we're just still always discovering our gifts. That's kind of almost our life's journey. And they're more than strengths. I mean, and I'm I'm a big strengths finders person. I think it's awesome. But a gift is more unique and magical than just strength, right? So I want you to be open. And a gift you can give yourself this year is to be open to creating your gifts, to discovering your gifts, to nurturing your gifts, and to an amazing journey of self discovery So that's gifts that you have that are your own personal gifts. What are your gifts? Try writing some of them down. What can you do to spend more time on them, to nurture them, to be more creative? We're all creative. What about gifts we give to ourselves? Gifts, like I'm a great gift giver, and I love buying gifts for other people. Um, that doesn't mean they always love them like we just talked about. Sometimes maybe they're flops or I don't ever hear anything, and that's that's fine. But I know that, you know, I'm always excited because I'm thinking about the other person when I'm making or buying the gifts. Now, usually I'm buying, just like, but giving gifts does require you putting yourself out there and really not knowing how it will be received. It's just like anything we do where we're just like, okay, we got a notion we're going to do it and we're going to put ourselves out there. And you just got to keep doing it and you can't rely on what the outcome of that is going to be or how anyone receives it. It's all just about the action of doing it and putting yourself out there and you have beautiful intentions. So it's an amazing gift always. But when it comes to buying gifts for ourselves, we, we don't often do that, right? And like, I just bought this ring for myself, which I know is a big splurge and garnet is my birthstone. It was my mom's too. And my mom died in August of 2019 and I miss her a ton. So as I am the community is launching, as I have my birthday, I thought I'm going to buy this amazing gift for myself, but it doesn't always have to be things that you buy, right? You can be creative and think of amazing gifts that you can have for yourself. And I'm going to give you an example of a couple months ago, and I posted this article that my daughter and I co-wrote and was published in KevinMD.com. I published on that, or I put it on the IME community website. The article was really about how I think about this work. And then afterwards, my business coach during one of our coaching sessions, her name is Sunshine, remember? She asked me how I was celebrating the publication of that article, that huge and major success. And I was like, "Well, you know, it's going to be on the website. It's really cool. I'm going to be on his podcast. I'm excited about that." She goes, "No, but I mean, how are you celebrating that success?" Um, and I was like, "I don't really know. I just... I my mind was an absolute complete blank." And she was like, "Why not? Because if you don't make them memorable, then you forget them." And they're just another achievement that just kind of goes away, but that achievement stands. It's the you know. And then she was asking me, "What does that mean to you?" And I said, "That article. I poured my heart and soul in it, and it's the culmination of framing up, and is a foundation for how I think about all of this work. And let's meet in the middle. And I feel like I'm a person who can do that. I can lead that. In fact, I feel like sometimes after 17 years of doing this work that and going through all this myself and putting all this in my community, I'm like, I think I'm the only person who can really show us how we can meet in the middle and I need to get it out there. So why not celebrate an article that has all of that in there? That article is a gift and my work is a gift. And so it's exciting. So if you don't celebrate your wins and make them memorable, you'll keep moving the goalpost on yourself. And we talked about this before. So you can also create your own measures of success. So it's like, I got that published or I wrote it. Maybe it wouldn't have gotten published and they would have rejected it, but I wrote it. So that's all that matters and I get to still use it. So that measure of success would have been that I created this amazing article and whatever happens, happens. And don't just take on what others think is a measure of success. What's meaningful to someone else may not be meaningful to you at all. So think about what resonates and is meaningful to you as a measure of success. And I talk about fun a lot and fun is a gift, right? And creating fun in our lives is a gift. And during COVID, I mean, I'm noticing that when I'm coaching teens, it's just like we have all the same stresses, maybe even more laid on us. And then some of the fun things have been taken away but we can create fun and we can intentionally and on purpose create fun. So, okay, I got it. I'm not thirsty, but I'm just going to show you. I have this really cool fun ring cup for my birthday. I'm celebrating my party of one. So the reason I'm so stuck on this idea of having fun all the time is because I've done it the opposite way for most of my career. So I've learned a really hard way. And if you did your math, right? I'm 52 years old today. Zoom has good filters, you guys. But I mean, I, I've learned my lesson. It's, it's you can get things done and have fun, okay? So I can slay any goal, literally. But I can make it pretty grueling for myself. And I can be super hard on myself. Remember all that self-judging talk on one of our former podcasts. And I used to Think and still fall into this trap, maybe you do too, that when I complete a goal or a task or an action, then I'll feel a certain way or differently about myself. And maybe that's true, but, and I think some of that's okay. But the problem is, it's like I was kind of erasing everything after each action goal was achieved. And then I'm like looking to the next thing. It's like I'm starting at ground zero, I'm starting at the very beginning. Um, deciding again with a new action and, and how I will feel about myself. And I do talk a lot about this in my five easy steps to full self-acceptance. And this is step number two. So I might want to go back to that. You can have full self-acceptance now. You don't have to wait until you achieve any goal. Don't put that on yourself. In fact, let it happen now. Just let it happen now. So when you join IME community, my gift to you is that I believe in your unlimited potential to do whatever you want, to fully accept yourself, and I'm going to teach you self-love and how to use it as your superpower. I'll help you choose what works and how to make it fun and how to celebrate your success, teach you to choose any measure of success you want. And teach you all the life coaching skills and tools so you can create a healthy relationship with food and yourself. And you can reach any goal you set for yourself. Because you're a gift to me, and I fully love and accept you now. And I've done my best, and I'm going to keep doing so to get you everything that I had in my weight loss journey and life coaching journey. And it's super transformational and success. And I'm giving you the gift of the power of choice, the gift of no stigma, the gift of not wasting your time with what doesn't work and doesn't feel fun, what feels like a nook new, new. A community, I'm giving you this gift too, a community where you have your own member login and you can access wherever and whenever you want on your phone or your laptop. The gift of a commitment to no ads and no sponsorships. And I am so, so excited about that. And I can assure you that we will not have ads or sponsorships on IME community because you guys have grown up with that. You've been marketed to and seen as a commodity and that's just not working, not helpful. And I don't see you as that the gift of believing in you as an individual and the commitment to build a, building that web-based community together. So you can use your unique gifts which you're gonna to discover to choose if you start, what your goal is, where you start and how you measure your own success. It's up to you. I created IME Community as a gift to you and a gift to myself because I'm thinking And I was thinking about you and I am thinking about you the whole time, just like when I'm getting, buying a gift for someone. And I believe everything I create is like when I'm giving a gift to someone. The magic is in the thinking of you and the belief in your unlimited potential and my excitement, thinking of all the fun we're going to have. So there's nothing better than the gift of community. Creating community is amazing. With IME Community, I feel like every day is my birthday. So, you guys know I love music, obviously. Look at my background. I created this like pseudo radio station, which in my mind it is. And I'm gonna end with a quick little song by the Beatles. I'm not singing the whole thing, okay? But as I think about what I really want this year and building community with you all, I think about that song by the Beatles. Got to get you into my life. Da, 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 da. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the IME Community Podcast, where self love is your superpower. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carla Lester and is not intended as and shall not be understood as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions shared reflect the host and guest and do not represent an organization or medical group. Always seek the advice of your physician or therapist if you have concerns about your health. And please, like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. Share IME with your friends and go to IMEcommunity.com to join the member community. Don't forget to follow IME on social.